0: It's time for Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show about the crucial political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and the nation at large. Join us for a stimulating, thought-provoking discussion. You'll get the facts as we focus on the challenges facing everyone. Good
1: morning, Verde Valley. Thank you for spending your Monday morning with us. I'm Hava Derby, solo in the studio today as Steve Williamson continues his well-deserved vacation cooling off. Um, I think he might catch the cool weather by the time he gets back. Um, I want to shout out to a couple of our uh, co-hosts that have... Come into the studio and filled in for us, Karen McClellan. She did a wonderful show on redistricting. Last week, on my way back from California uh, yesterday, I listened to Holly's show with Matt Goodwin, a professor of philosophy and uh, an expert on environmental ethics and climate change. It was really a fascinating uh, interview, and uh, I recommend you guys uh, go check it out. You can find all of these shows recordings at our website, org. Uh, another shout out to Gary LaMaster, who does really wonderful summaries of the shows and gets them up there almost instantly and of course uploads them to the podcasts anywhere you find them apple, Google you can uh hear the shows there uh, so please join us over there whenever you feel like there 's some shows you missed and uh, i 'm going to jump in now with my guest you know when uh, when I fly solo, I get to choose my guest, and it was a no brainer that I was going to have our amazing District 3 Supervisor Donna Michaels in the studio today. We've got a lot of uh, wonderful uh, work together that um, she's now segged into, of course, kicking some major booty here um, as she's uh, uh, taken on a lot. Uh, And I'm going to, we're just going to dive right in. Donna,
2: thank you for joining me this morning. It's really an honor to have you here. Well, firstly, thank you for asking me. And it's been a great long while since I've had the opportunity to see you, yes. in person, yes, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I always appreciate the opportunity to come on to Chasm and and have meaningful uh, discussion. And yeah. I applaud the station for doing that because uh, our country and our communities are in need of a real exchange Mm -hmm. of ideas Mm -hmm. and staying at the table and hearing different points of views and working it through. And Mm -hmm. uh, this is a real pleasure for me to have that opportunity today. So thank you. Yes. Well,
1: uh, it feels like in our conversations about doing the show that um, kind of the theme for not only your, uh, your, your time in office but everything you've been doing since I've known you really comes down to stewardship. And so all of the projects you've got going, all of the the, the tendrils you've got into the community, all kind of revolve around stewardship of this beautiful rural lifestyle and uh, nature that we're surrounded by. So I'm going to let you kind of dive into what's most
2: pressing right now around stewardship and and the Verde Valley. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, it it is interesting because when we talk about how we protect uh, our intrinsic values in a community, uh, you can't have that conversation without asking yourselves, what makes a healthy community? And, of course, uh, stewardship has to be uh, the tip of that, uh, that uh, arrow because without stewardship, you can't retain the health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whether it is with uh, the pressing issue today that we're seeing on our forest lands, use, abuse, uh, and in particular, a hot topic, of course, in today's, uh, moment, uh, has to do with the, um, off-highway vehicles, mm-hmm. or ATVs, and, um, but also, uh, whether it's the homeless issue and the forest land right? Uh, Whether it's affordable housing or attainable housing, as I like to describe it, uh, whether it's workforce development, uh, whether it is our comprehensive plan, and how true we will be to aligning with our values as we continue uh, to update it. So we'll have a document that guides us in the next 10 years, irrespective of the whims of the moment of any political political effort or agenda or a particular uh a special interest group Uh, so those things all are predicated on stewardship and not Mm -hmm. just any stewardship but a stewardship that guarantees uh, that we can look at our community and say are we healthier than we were Mm -hmm. um, five years ago and of course that's my um my passion yeah so
1: on that note, what do you feel like you want to dive into on because uh, the you know, back months ago and Deanna Brindley, uh mm-hmm. am I saying her I'm um, yes, yes. She's right. yeah, so autocamp which kind of dovetailed into taking a look at the H O V issue mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. horrible it was and really people said there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. a state issue, they have ADOT has given them the ability to, you know, do what they want essentially. Mm-hmm. Um and you said no. No, it's not something we just get to ignore. You you have really jumped in, so I'd love for you to share what's happening around that.
2: So let me back up, if I may, uh, Hava, because I think you uh, just brought up uh, AutoCamp, and it's uh, worth uh, uh, framing uh, this whole conversation about stewardship uh, with that example. Um, you know, some time ago now, uh, they're not present, but who knows what the future holds. It was because of our community's voice being heard. And that's what I mean about how do we grow a coalition, uh, not only as District 3 or the Verde Valley, but frankly across the county and represent rural Arizona in a meaningful way by having our voices not only heard, but listened to. And what better example? <laughs> and save bear mountain Mm -hmm. and the auto camp uh what would have been in my opinion uh uh, a debacle Mm -hmm. the the wrong idea the wrong location for all the wrong reasons and it was this community it wasn't an individual it was this community that said not on our watch and the Mm -hmm. reason that that could happen is that we are re-engaging in ways that quite frankly in my 30 years i haven't seen before so frankly the successes that we've realized in this first six months in office has everything to do with the community saying, all right, we'll put you into office and we'll reengage in ways that hold us all accountable. And I think Auto Camp is a perfect example of that. And it really did segue, you're right, into the matter of what's going on out there in our forest lands, not only in 525 or 152, but frankly all across our county. Mm-hmm. Let's talk just Ferdy Valley right now. And what we are seeing uh, to a person, uh, whether it's Game and Fish, uh, whether it's the Forest Service, whether it's our county sheriff's offices, whether it is our stakeholders, whether they be uh, cattle ranchers, uh, recreators, uh, residents, uh, community members, that what we're seeing is an unprecedented amount, frankly, of damage and or destruction on our forest uh, lands. Yeah. And one of those huge uh, drivers of that, um happens to be the increased use of motorized vehicles out there, better known as uh, off-road vehicles yeah. uh, or high-occupancy vehicles or ATV, ATVs in my day. And so uh, it's not the fault of one thing. It is a multi-pronged uh, problem and challenge that I think our citizenry, just like they did with AutoCamp, is ready to take up and say, we have to and we can do better mm-hmm. than what we're seeing happening out in our forest lands today and I applaud them for that you know we started uh, I took office in uh, January and we started uh, meeting by Zoom uh in uh, I believe it was February and uh, started out with uh, oh maybe seven people and it grew to 27 different stakeholder groups including the industry mm-hmm. uh, the rental uh, companies who've been Uh, very, very concerned about how we can do better and how we preserve the conversation. So they've been open. They have been. They have been, and I applaud them Mm -hmm. uh, greatly because it's going to take us all. Let me tell you this. You know, the day when we could say it's us against them has been passed. Mm -hmm. And what I see we are beginning to recognize Verde Valley-wide is there's no purpose in it anyway. It's not. uh, It's not an effective tool. If we can stay at the table, If we can preserve the conversation, we together will come up with better solutions. And the proof of that is in this pudding in particular because we are advancing now conversation, research, and engagement across a diverse stakeholder group with what we can and should be doing in the short term to address these issues out on our forest lands, with, frankly, uh, the tip of the iceberg being uh, the high-occupancy vehicle mm-hmm. abuse.
1: So this is since February. You've been meeting, and, and so do you have a long-term goal? What's what's With this committee and, and all of you coming to the table, what's kind of your... Your end goal here.
2: Well, first uh, and foremost, it's being able to, in an evidence-based way, see that stewardship has been um, our stewardship um, requirements, our stewardship obligation and commitment to community and to land is being met and fulfilled in ways that are evidence-based. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean that we should see, in a short period of time, while national policy issues are being uh, uh, um, uh, approached uh, and and uh, noodled because of course uh, Forest Service uh, is a, a huge uh, uh, organization with huge policy implications and structures and no one is naive enough I hope to think that we're going to change that overnight but we can be doing. Um, mitigation along the way and that's mm-hmm. what this group is about how can we work together whether it's increased enforcement as sheriff Rhodes has kindly provided out in our forest uh, lands to enforce violations mm-hmm. uh, and to uh, try to lower them whether it's game and fish who've been just uh, wonderful and uh, using their very limited resources mm-hmm. uh, to cite violators whether it's the Forest Service who, uh, bless them, do not have the staff of the funding. And we're seeking that. And actually, they've received funding for a huge win on their part related to camping. And I know we've mm-hmm. been hearing a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And so they're moving forward in a demonstrable way. And so that's the evidence, Hava. We will see. We will see outcomes that show we are actually engaged in stewardship strategies that result in the health of our lands and uh, a quality of life index going up mm-hmm. for our community mm-hmm. and recreating in a healthy, um, uh, uh, law-abiding way. Yeah. And so I hope that will be the case with our um, uh, high-occupancy vehicles as well. They're committed to, to that, and uh, I share that commitment with them along with many others. What the solution will be from this moment uh, forward, whether it's uh, permitting, uh, whether it's uh, regulating, or whether uh, it's looking at whether the county, as we are presently doing, uh, requesting our statewide association, the uh, County uh, Supervisors Association to please do some research for us. Mm. You know, we don't have the time and uh, wherewithal to do the kind of deep dive legally. Um, um in in the legal matters nor uh in the policy matters what does it look at, like out in rural america for example today in other uh communities with similar demographics and how they are addressing uh, the ATV use or abuse on their lands and bring it back to us so yeah. that we as a county board can make some informed choices about mm. which way we need to go. Because we're balancing tourism and
1: rural America, right? So we kind of have a unique position of having this beautiful rural area
2: that millions of people come to every year. Oh, that's right. And but we're not unique in that. You know, uh, we have other models out there. So I'm right. hopeful that we'll benchmark best practices. What does ray do? What does tell your A do? Right. So well, when you
1: said you went to the... the, the do some research, look exactly. into what's happening. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So on that note, with tourism, um, you know, I know that uh, the the chamber, Sedona Co- uh, Chamber of Commerce, has spent years. In fact, I have your copy of that uh, beautiful copy of that sustainable tourism book Correct. that they put together. Yeah. Um, I think I even brought it with me this trip. Um, they have committed. I think they're part of your group here that are. are looking at this issue. Um, how are they? How, Maybe you can't speak to this, but how are we balancing the tourism with the stewardship? Is that something,
2: is that their piece of this?
1: I of think this that puzzle? it is, mm. and,
2: and and rightly so. I think we're all beginning to realize across this country that there's uh, all kinds of tourism. And how do you leave no trace? Mm-hmm. How do you attract the kind of tourists that cares about our antiquities, mm-hmm. our iconic, one of a uh, place? community called Sedona and the Verde Valley. You have a Pike County, frankly. Mm -hmm. How do we attract those who will leave money? Forgive the crassness of that statement. uh, uh, Leave money, take trash.
0: Exactly, and leave no trace. And I
2: love coming into 179 seeing the wonderful blinking sign now that our Forest Service and credit to Amy Tenderhold for that, that says recreate, take your garbage with you. We're all now beginning to realize that Because of the exponential growth of humans out in the forest, we all need to work together to address how we not only mitigate but change behaviors. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's uh, underway. And I'm um, uh, very hopeful that with uh, uh, Candace Strauss now as our new CEO with the Chamber for Sedona, but frankly all across the county, uh, that we'll have the participation of their leadership to ensure that we attract the right people for the right reasons, for the right outcomes. Beautiful.
1: Well, I'm going to put up in this live that we're doing, in the comments later, I'm going to put up this uh, document, this little um, package here that Donna sent me that's really striking uh, when you look at all of the damage done out there. So if people want to really get a grasp of what's going on, that we really just can't let people do what they want because they're on vacation Um, there's some really striking pictures of what's happening to wildlife habitats burns um, touch a little bit on what's happening
2: i had no idea Mm -hmm. i had no idea when i took office you know i went out on 525 because uh, of a complaint regarding dust and that Mm -hmm. is an issue Oh, in and of really itself. Bad. Mm-hmm. and uh, because it affects people's health of yep. course and it kills vegetation by the way i learned a lot in this uh, exploration yeah. uh, but but what what we see is uh, a habitat uh, destruction that is unimaginable for any of our listeners who would like to have uh, some uh, videos that have been taken really 24 7 with game cameras um, uh, by one of our uh, coalition members, uh, uh, researchers, Deanna uh, Bendley, she's been extraordinary yeah, she's been in it. Uh, she and yeah. uh, Becky Ross, I asked if they would uh, co-chair uh, this uh, uh, committee, and they've done a beautiful job in doing that, and part of their work has been, little did they know, that I would ask them for some research, and they certainly have delivered in spades. I had no idea the kind of damage mm. that was occurring around the clock um with some of these vehicles now i'm going to hasten to say it's not everybody and i'm going to answer with it doesn't matter if it's not everybody the damage that's being done even if it's just the minority is so significant uh it's irreparable you know you can't mitigate dead and these trees are dead and this vegetation is dead and the crust on these natural parks is ruined Forever, certainly our lifetimes, and many of our lifetimes. And had I not seen it, I frankly would not have believed it. So uh, when you see those telling uh, irrefutable facts, you have to say, um, when is enough? Enough. And then there's this other piece that I think it's terribly important to mention it, too. You know, our state is built on five C's. We all know about that. And one of the major ones is... Cattle ranching. And if you have followed um, my work for a number of years, as I know you have, uh, Hava, you know how much I care about a self-reliant Verity Valley and and small cattle ranching industry Mm -hmm. is one way to it. It's the movement, of course, that's been in our country for a while now, farm to table. What a great opportunity we have to be self-reliant and not dependent on supply chain interruptions because of this precious industry that we have right here uh, to support but their industry is being negatively impacted Mm. by the kind of abuse that they're seeing in their allotment areas and it needs to be addressed so
1: so touch on that what does that mean they're being uh, negatively affected
2: absolutely so for example uh, where their cattle would graze normally they're interrupted and Mm. by the way uh, simultaneously, the wildlife corridor is being interrupted as well, mm. so they can't get to the tanks to drink water. We have people out there camping by the tanks, they don't know any better. Uh. <laughs> and, uh, all of the, uh, the noise. Um, disturbs the cattle and pushes them. Uh, they're competing, trying to move cattle with the uh, racing that's going on out there. There are a lot of rollovers. Um, a
1: lot of calls for service out there. I was looking at the numbers. There's, It's a, an incredible number of people, of calls for, you know, what's this? Um, collision, disturbing the peace, medical. Um, there's a lot of, of trespassing.
2: That's a lot of 197 activity. 197 calls in just nine months. There's a lot of activity, the growth of um, uh, people. Uh, utilizing or recreating, uh, rightly or wrongly, correctly or not, on our forest land has grown exponentially and it has impacted this industry in a way that I've called upon our uh, uh, Public Lands Council out of Washington, D.C. to partner with me, help educate me, and work with this wonderful committee to ensure that, if, for goodness gracious sakes, though they're not the only affected uh, entity, we must take care of our cattle ranchers and i'm committed to doing that
1: Mm -hmm. beautiful so how does how do you you feel like we've kind of touched on the on the ohv because i really want to get to you've got so many things happening and one of them dovetail off stewardship give us an update on comprehensive plan process because everybody's kind of now getting their (laughs) all their stuff together to create really um what are roadmaps for how we build, how we grow. Um, speak a bit about what's happening in that process, well, what another, a comprehensive
2: plan is. Sure. What another great example of the re that I'm seeing, you know, whether it's uh, out on our forest lands or whether it's uh, coming and attending either virtually the world we seem now to be living in, hybrid if we're lucky, uh, in person if we're really lucky, uh, related to who are we going to be, as reflected in our updating process of the Yavapai County Comprehensive Plan. And it has been a a thrill for me to see, uh, as a kind of a policy wonk, because a lot of times uh, people's eyes roll in the back of their head when they start talking about Planning, Mm -hmm. and understandably so. Uh, We don't teach it early enough, and so what is a very exciting process, um, and you know because you've attended a forum uh, where people really get into the meat of what does it mean to have this value represented in a document. That's the process we're in now, and people have awakened, uh, and yes, partly because of Bear Mountain and Auto Camp and some of the development pressures that we are experiencing, whether it's Spring Creek, uh, whether it is um, annexation, whether it is how do we grow a healthy community while meeting the demands of uh, people wanting to come here and who could blame them. And so this comprehensive plan, I urge everyone to go online, to Go online to the county website to take the survey if you haven't. Uh, we're collecting that information, those answers. Uh, there's a 10-person uh, committee uh, that functions uh, as an oversight uh, for the comprehensive plan updating process. I'm honored to serve on that along with my fellow uh uh, Board of Supervisor uh, Harry Oberg out of Prescott, and hopefully by uh, September 22, we'll have a document that more accurately reflects uh, not only who we are, but where we want to go. What is the trajectory mm-hmm. as it relates to environment, water, dare I utter that word? Yes, it's long overdue. Uh, how do we manage growth aligned with our values and people? how the people are clamoring to be a part of it oh good i think it's this week that i attend perhaps as, as soon as tomorrow uh verde village uh has anywhere from 10 to fourteen thousand uh, souls that live there that want a voice mm. in who they are and the county uh, that they in which they live and how we work together we're not silos uh we need now to begin talking about the regionalization of whether it's infrastructure, whether it's water, what's how, how do we grow our relationship with our important partners, uh, the Yavapai Apache Nation. Uh, all of those things are topics of conversation uh, with this plan. So please do participate. Uh, call my office if you need more help uh call development services uh david williams is a staff that is managing all of the surveys uh, although the surveys are a result of citizenry mm-hmm. um uh providing the questions and fine tuning them excellent well
1: i will uh put a link i'll try to find the quickest link for people to participate in the process in the comments of our live today uh so so there's the yavapai county comprehensive plan? Are there individual plans being done at the same time?
2: Great question. So, of course, we have the unincorporated and the corporated. And so the incorporated can, uh, um, uh, like Sedona, which has a beautiful plan. Or uh, the town of Camp Verde, for example. I often hold it up. It's such a great model. Or uh, the... Beaver un- Creek did a great one. Yeah, um, uh, I'm just going to yeah. say. And Cornville, yeah. unincorporated. So both those two communities who have done a stellar job with a community plan. In some cases, folks just want as in the case with uh, the village of Oak Creek, a vision statement that they're uh, developing. And they have uh, uh, created a wonderful uh, survey instrument themselves, had, I think, nearly 800 respondents uh, to it. Wow. Uh, Very impressive. Yeah. And so, yes, there's that distinction, but at the end of the day, whatever it is that that community wants to do for itself is what the county should be listening to. That's refreshing. It is. And, you know, uh, I think staff and some of uh, our board members would agree. Uh, that uh, perhaps uh, it's been less than in the past. Oh, yeah. I don't think uh, it was recognized for the tool that it could be Mm -hmm. and should be Mm -hmm. as part of the Growing Smarter Initiative. And I think we now full well recognize that if we don't do this, there will be the tail wagging the dog for all the wrong reasons. We have to be in the driver's seat as a citizenry, and this is the opportunity to do that, and I'm very proud to be a part of
1: that. Yeah, well, my hat's off because... Because, you know, that really felt like a nebulous thing in these last couple years, starting for me with El Rojo and mm-hmm. being in meetings, planning and zoning and <clears throat> supervisor meetings where uh, really didn't, you know, there's talk about using the plans and no, we can't use the plans and they're outdated. So it's really so a calming <laughs> sense of peace to know that you guys are on it. a, you know making this happen, get updated, and be using them, that this is this is what we're going to use moving forward. So it's, it's yeah, right. yeah. That's right. Thank you so much from me and all of the Verde Valley for this. Um, what next? What's happening
2: beyond planning for you? Um, well, of course, we've had uh, just in this first six months of fire, flood, mm-hmm and uh that's been a revelation as well you know the uh need for continued work on evacuation um I am so proud of uh, both uh organizations the laser, laser the large animal uh rescue uh service uh, that is provided, as well as a a newer entity been around only a couple of years uh the equine emergency evacuation what a stellar organization who are teeing up you know we have seven thousand horses alone in exactly in our county and it is a well-oiled machine if you don't know about these two uh, organizations please avail yourself of that information Um, google them Uh, They will help save lives. You know, we live in a rural area, so we can have our horses, Mm -hmm. our goats, and uh, our animals. And uh, they help in both of those instances with evacuations. But it's also critically important, given the changes that we are seeing in weather patterns, that we each take personal responsibility in ourselves and for our neighbors or those who are less able on what we need to take in a flash of a moment if we get the notice. And how we can help others. And certainly the Raphael and the Backbone Fire taught us that we are a community, once again, that is so engaged. So many people came out to mm-hmm. haul animals, mm-hmm. to help their neighbors. Yeah. Uh, it was so impressive to see. And uh, hats off, of course, to our hot shots and all of our uh, firemen who did su- such an incredible job. Yeah. And our neighbors who are helping one another in every conceivable uh, way but there's lots of work yet to do uh, i know for example the village of oak creek has undertaken um, an evacuation planning process okay oh, and they'll of course ultimately coordinate that uh, with the county but uh, that's an important uh, matter to discuss we need to understand how to get in and out and uh, yeah. who needs to be helped and and why, and in what ways, and so that's a, a very timely matter uh, that weighs heavily on me. I think the, the floods uh, have been a revelation, also. Yeah, tell me about
1: that because I and maybe other people aren't aware. You know, I was in California for two weeks, enjoying myself on the beach, and we had <laughs> quite the monsoon season. Um, and so, tell us about flooding. What happened? Uh, devastating last of weeks, f-
2: devastating for so many, uh, particularly our more vulnerable or seniors who perhaps are in low-lying areas. And uh, with all of the uh, development that has gone on, perhaps, around them, and quite frankly, with uh, heretofore unknown weather fronts, uh, many uh, needed the help of the county, and we were glad to step up. I went on site to many of those locations, and uh, I can tell you there is a place for our county government, and it is meeting, uh, if you'll forgive the, the expression, where the rubber meets the road on these infrastructure matters. We've got to help. Our uh, community members who, um, whether it's uh, off of Zaleski or in Verde Village where there are low-lying areas that uh, we need to mitigate, and uh, our Director of Public uh, Works, Dan Cherry, and uh, Flood Control, at Mid, uh, Lynn Whitman, and Vera Cook with Rhodes. Uh, we were all out there at each of these sites uh, making uh, some assessments and determining what uh, the way forward is. It's a conundrum right now to me as a new supervisor to look at some of the damage and uh, uh, wonder what uh, we do going forward in terms of um, reassessment. And are there changes that are needed? Are low-crossing areas uh, better built up um, and not left as low-water crossings? Mm. I don't know that answer. That's not my expertise. But I can tell you that I have the questions about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we lost a very uh, wonderful young woman by the name of Faith Moore, 16 years old, and uh, a tragic loss for our community. Yet another example of... Um, uh, droves of people coming out to assist in uh, rescuing or trying to find and support, of course, the family. And uh, but it raises the question of what's the best way to handle some of those crossings now. I don't know that answer. I have a lot of questions about it, but I think uh, uh, with the help of our experts uh, in public works and uh, flood, uh, we're going to be addressing, uh, uh, is it uh, business as usual or do we need to change some of the things that we're doing given the kinds of experiences, the weather experiences that we're now having? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very unpredictable. We just really can't. Go along as business as
1: usual. There's a lot of factors that are making things very dramatic for us. And
2: they are. And so the things that we can be doing, and I've talked with Amy Tenderholt, who has just been a stellar partner. I cannot say enough about the work that she's doing and the willingness, bless her heart, given her schedule to sit in not one but seven uh, Zoom meetings regarding uh, just uh, the Forest Service matter and perspective and jurisdiction as it relates to OHVs and uh, working on um, mitigating or looking at uh, possible solutions uh, on uh, path trail uh, development uh, that gets people um, off the roads. Uh, The one that comes immediately to mind is where the city has finished their part, or nearly has, going to Boynton Canyon, and our tourists, bless them, Park sometimes three cars deep on the road. Get out and begin to wander. Um, I don't know whether it's standing too close to a vortex and feeling protected <laughs> or whether they are so happy to be in Sedona. Why wouldn't they be That they don't realize they're putting themselves in danger? But we've got to do something about creating safe pathways so that we can ensure uh, that the experience is a healthy and safe a high safe one. And to that end, I'm working with uh, Stan Kanalski at uh, Enchantment. And we're going to be meeting soon to see what, if anything, is possible to address that. So those are the kinds of daily activities as well as just the regular constituent uh services that are needed. And what a great good pleasure, uh Hava, it has been for me to discover that I love it more than I could possibly have ever Imagined. Mm. So thank you for uh, all of you who have uh, put me into office. And please, for those of you who did not vote for me, know what a great good pleasure it is to work for you, all of you. Yeah, and you're
1: you're great at your job, and I knew you would be from the moment I met you and saw you just in the trenches. You're always in the trenches, and that's what makes you a great supervisor. You're really, really listening to your constituents, and and uh, again, you know, promoting uh, a stewardship of this beautiful piece of America that we get to enjoy. So thank you. And you know, I don't know if people know this, but you didn't want. You're not a politician. You didn't set <laughs> out to run for supervisor. You did it because you were responding to something. You kind of Help set up and needed to correct. So, you know, I'm going to thank you for, on behalf of all of District 3, thank you for running because you really righted a ship that uh, kind of felt like it was laying in a little bit too far over. So, yeah, it's an honor that you're just really taking such good care of us. So,
2: thank well, you. Well, I think, of course, I'm so um, delighted to hear that. But I will tell you, um, it, this for me, you're right. I'm not a politician, obviously. It doesn't take long listening to me to know that. But um, I'm also a nonpartisan person. Mm-hmm. This is about community voice. Mm-hmm. We need all of us, not just some of us. Mm-hmm. And it has been also very gratifying to see, whatever the party, uh, that we are able to come together and address how do we build healthy communities together? And I remain committed to doing that. Beautiful.
1: Well, you said you uh, were kind of touching on the day today. Is there any other? Uh, yeah. What's, oh, yes. We've got uh, COVID still raging and you've got vaccines and you've
2: got testing happening. What Update us on what's happening around that. Well, of course, uh, regrettably, um, we're now in a situation where we're going to have to address the realities that we've got variants headed our way. Our positivity rates are significantly higher now. We need to just uh, uh, resume. And, and, and if there's a gift in the past experience, um, it is that we now know what we can do. We can get vaccinated where we did not know maybe uh, 18 months ago whether that was the right thing to do. We have plenty of science now that tells us it significantly increases um, our our health potential, our protection potential, and certainly our survivability potential. So that along with other precautions such as masking, washing hands, you know, Hava, that our buildings are now officially as of last Thursday with the county closed down by mm-hmm. appointment only, and it's out of abundance of caution. We have to take care of each other and I remain committed to that and to this end uh, I just can't tell you how much I have enjoyed of course working with uh, Leslie Horton in the county uh, health department but uh, over here as well with uh, Spectrum Health and April Rhodes we are going to begin all right hang on to your hats and be looking for us where we we come uh, in your neighborhood to have pop-ups you know there there's a reason that people aren't and it's many uh, uh, fold uh, aren't getting vaccinations but if we can make it just a modicum easier mm-hmm. if I can mm-hmm. bribe you with a candy bar um, I'm going to be asking service organizations to give me money so I can hand out money what will it take for you to get a vaccination so you can protect yourself and the ones that you love that's exactly what I'm going to do and so we're identifying the locations I got a call this past weekend uh, where there's a pop-up uh, request, and I'll be working with Spectrum. We'll be advertising that with PSAs, be looking on the website. And even though they are offered, for example, in grocery stores and pharmacies, if you're like me, you, you trundle into the grocery store and you have your list in front of you, you're not thinking about the vaccination. So... If we can have fun in the parking lot, if permitted to do so, we will, and we'll uh, we'll sell the sizzle a little bit. And uh, perhaps, if we get even uh, a handful of more people, a small percentage of more people, that will have a ripple effect, and we will become a healthier county, which is my goal.
1: Yeah. Well, what's what's your and what on that end? What's your goal in terms of numbers? I mean, what percentage
2: of the county would you like to see? Oh, You'll well, feel safe. With, yeah, good with question. And, you know, we we think we know what herd protection is. And it's somewhere around uh, 70% as reported right. to me. Um, but why wouldn't we go for 100%? We know uh, most teachers in this country today now, uh, particularly in some states, are 95-plus percent in uh, vaccination. Uh, I'm not sure what our in-house uh, numbers are for the county, but uh, the chairman has made it clear that he wants, uh, and that has been his unilateral uh, authority to uh, speak to. Um, he wants all of our county employees uh, to get in line and take the vaccination so that we can be a good role model out there. And so I want to see everybody do that. We don't know what lies before, probably boosters. I don't know. That's not my wheelhouse. But for sure, science changes if it's good science because it uses new information and is evidence based mm-hmm. so while we have an uncertain future we know certain things masks yeah. hand washing vaccinations and it looks like perhaps a booster so do it all and uh, do it soon if you have any questions please call our office we'll help you in every way we can you know spectrum will come to your house as wow. well wow. for those of you who cannot get out or who on un- are uncertain about it please let spectrum come to your home call me call spectrum we'll make it happen
1: oh wonderful great offer well and a shout out to spectrum you know we had uh david rhodes on and and we talked about spectrum and um kind of doing a more crisis assistance um dealing with the public instead of policing if we can especially around mental health so real a great Absolutely. shout out to yeah we need more of that uh, and on that note, with um, the unhoused as kind of a, um, an issue near and dear to my heart, um, we're going to have to have you come back and jump into that one because sure. the homelessness issue is is it's it's getting larger. And thankfully, Biden said yes to extending the moratorium on evictions, so hopefully we won't have a. As large an influx of people losing their homes, but um, that's it's a
2: stunning social problem that has been basically um, not addressed for over 40 years now. There's estimate uh, estimate uh, number of something like 1 million in our forest lands of homeless, and uh, there's no voice there. I'm so proud of NACOG. Just got the nod to provide funding through U.S. Vets. For shelter oh, with the homeless coalition out of Cottonwood for our homeless uh, in our area here that are in the forest. And so, uh, uh, what a difference a day makes, you know. We're we're beginning to get traction, but it's a huge problem. And I'd be delighted to come back and talk yeah. with you about it. Beautiful. So, in these last uh, couple minutes we have together, is anything else you want to touch on? Well, I think uh, what I would urge everyone uh, to do is to pay attention to the science, to um, be aware of your neighbors. This is a time in uh, our county uh, where we're we're challenged, uh, but we already know by the challenges we've recently faced that we're up to the challenge. We're a community of resilient, rural, uh, caring. People, And let's keep it that way and uh, continue to help one another in every way that we can. And that means participating, being engaged in your county government. Mm-hmm. It's your county government. Come to your county office when we're open. Uh, make an appointment um, until then and come and see me and tell me what matters to you. And I'll listen. Beautiful. And then, so how can people
1: find you if they want to find you online? Um, I know you've got a, a Facebook page. Do people engage with
2: you there? They do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, of course, on the county website. Um, and uh, uh, reach out and, and call me. I wish I had my phone number in front of me. I do not. Um, uh, but that's well, actually I do. Ah, uh-huh, good. Put my glasses. Good. On. Yeah, d- d- Donna is definitely uh, <laughs> one of the most available people. So uh- my office number is. Uh, um, 639-8110. It's District Three. Supervisor Donna Michaels We're here to help you.
1: And you have a website as well, right? Your own website.
2: Correct. Is that, is that I have special. a personal website, uh, Donna Michaels, uh, Supervisor Donna Michaels, and uh, please go on it as well. And looking very forward to uh, meeting you, if I haven't already. We had an open house uh, mid-July. It was wonderful. Uh, We had the Arizona Rangers there.
1: Oh, yeah, that's when I missed. Yeah, you weren't here. But
2: we'll do it again in the fall. Good. And so uh, it's about being engaged and staying engaged. There's nothing we can't do
1: together. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming in this morning. This went way too fast. So I look forward to another update. Uh, and, yeah, I would like to spend the la- next couple minutes really uh, thanking our sponsors. We've got Steve Segner over at El Portal. He's been such a wonderful support. Uh, and El, El Portal is one of the most amazing hotels in Sedona. It's really special, tucked over next to Talakopaki, one of the pet-friendlyest hotels in America. So um, check it out. And also a shout-out to Dor. Democrats of the Red Rocks, and you can find them on Facebook, Democrats of the Red Rocks, and also their website, Democrats of the Red Rocks dot org. And there's some good news; they're open. They're open again. So Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays from 11 to 3, you can go over and um, hang out with them. Very important on August 14th, they have a um, Uh, Petition signing event, voter suppression, reduction in education funding, dark money. We need to get these petitions. Uh, signed. So come and see us there over at DOOR offices um, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and specifically August 14th. And take some petitions, share them, and thank you, DOOR, for doing this work. And, of course, their DOOR breakfasts are happening on Zoom. And you can find us. We have a new page on Facebook, Democratic Perspective Show. So there's two pages. We've started a new one, our Dear Klaus Uh, had all the the keys to the city, so um, (laughs) Democratic Perspective Show. Join us there. We look forward to engaging with you, building them up like us. We're going to, you know, really create more of a presence now that we've finally figured out the Facebook. So, again, Donna, thank you for being here. I look forward to seeing you again. And, um, yeah, please join us uh, again if you want to listen to these shows, the recordings. Find us on Verdi Valley Independent Democrats, dot org. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week here on Democratic Perspective. Have a great day.
0: been listening to democratic perspective brought to you by the verde valley independent democrats a weekly talk show focusing on the political issues facing the verde valley sedona northern arizona and our nation at large catch us every monday morning after the 8 a.m news right here on am 780 kaz it's beautiful out there folks have a great day